0: Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM
1: 89.3. Good Friday morning. Asia Pacific markets are trading largely in the green this morning following a strong performance on Wall Street overnight. I'm Michelle Martin, and joining me now as we break down all the market action. Good morning, Ryan Huang. Good
0: morning, Michelle. Happy Friday
1: and to you. Let's start this morning here in Singapore with one of the country's most important companies, a conglomerate With international operations in the offshore and marine sector, property development, telecoms, and more. The company traces its roots to a small ship repair yard, but it has grown to have a market cap of more than 13 billion US dollars, and it celebrates its 55th anniversary this year. Our company in focus is also the subject of a corruption probe that will be discussed in Parliament next week. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'll give you a minute to test your own business knowledge. The answer is Keppel Corp and it is making news for several reasons this morning, starting with some rather disappointing earnings. Keppel netted approximately $430 million in the second half of the year. That's below expectations and more than 40% below its profits a year earlier. What's behind the
0: slump, Ryan? Yeah, let's take a look at what's playing out for Keppel. So if you look at the second half of the financial year, revenue Is down about 12.3% year on year. Net profit down about 55.2% year on year. And let's look at bright spots versus not so bright spots. And the good news is energy and the environment segment recorded a net profit of 126.6 million that reverses the year ago loss of around 53.5 million. The other business segments posted weaker profits. And we are talking about segments like urban development that was down to point, $114.1 million from over $400 million. Asset management net profit dropped as well. And corporate and other segment, that also saw a net loss compared to a net profit in the previous second half of FY21. So you've got a couple of headwinds playing out for capital. So hopefully things can turn around this year.
1: Not every business segment over at Keppel is suffering, so its energy and environment unit sort back into the black with a $126 million profit for the last six months of 2022 after it suffered a loss in the same period a year earlier. Keppel's share price, meanwhile, has risen 33% over the past year. Keppel's profits hit by China's COVID lockdowns as well as real estate woes. Now, the company also making headlines for the wrong reasons. Its offshore and marine unit is enmeshed in a corruption scandal for paying bribes in Brazil. Remind us exactly uh, what the facts are there. What do we know?
0: Yeah, hopefully China's reopening will help Keppel to some extent. But in the meantime, there are some distractions, at least in the news, when it comes to Keppel. Uh, Casting your mind back to quite a bit when we had Keppel in the news for what's playing out in Brazil, some corruption um accusations or claims. Uh, so we had the CPIB back in January eleventh saying that the six employees had they have been investigating, conspired with one another to give bribes amounting to fifty-five million US dollars. And this to foreign consultants in Kapil's own mems business interests in Brazil. So they apparently used bribes to pay off Brazilian officials as well as employees at Petrobus, the Brazilian state-owned company, to get contracts. So there's this whole discussion going on online about whether this is right, this is wrong, and how this is the way things are overseas. Um, But this is um, something that's plaguing capital and starting to reach a closure of sorts. Um, It will be discussed in Parliament.
1: This week, the Corrupt Practices Investigation Bureau issued a stern warning to Keppel, but it is not planning to prosecute six former senior staff members who were involved in the scandal. This decision is raising eyebrows in some quarters, so much so that Minister in the Prime Minister's office, Indrani Raja, will address the issue in Parliament on Monday. Earnings and a discussion in Parliament. You think that would be enough news for one company in one day, but there are two more points to quickly touch on here. First, a capital subsidiary is selling a shipyard on Gull Road to ST Engineering, which will pay $95 million for the repair yard. And second, Keppel REIT, which is sponsored by Keppel Land, is paying out an extraordinary distribution unit, a distribution to unit holders of $100 million with its profits from accumulated capital gains. So Keppel REIT calling this its anniversary distribution, which is a bit curious. Why is that?
0: Yeah, it's, that's because anniversary is not until a few years' time, in 2026. So, doubling the anniversary distribution is indeed rather curious. The other part about it is how they are funding this distribution. So, typically, a REIT will distribute its excess cash flow, profits, for example. But this time around, it's using debt as one of the main drivers for supporting the distribution. So it's starting to raise a few questions.
1: All right. Now we turn from Singapore to Silicon Valley and Seattle, where three of the world's largest tech companies, Apple, Alphabet and Amazon, have reported earnings. We'll dive into the details in just a moment. But first, Ryan, if you... Had to give these three companies a collective up or down right now. Apple, Alphabet, Amazon, Tech Bigwigs, what would you give them?
0: Well, I would give it all down, <laughs> even though it's a triple <laughs> A report.
1: Yeah, shares of all three companies are trading down in after-hours market action, down about 3 to 5%. All right, Apple is reporting its first quarterly sales decline in nearly four years. What could be behind the iPhone makers? Disappointing numbers.
0: Gosh, quite a bad quarter for Apple. Let's uh, walk through some of the main numbers. And here we've got Apple just talking about a stronger US dollar. That's one. Another problem was how China back in the fourth quarter of last year was a big disruption when it comes to supply chains. So iPhone 14, iPhone 14 Pro Max, that was affected in terms of output. And then you have the weakening global consumer demand as another factor. So people just not upgrading or even buying phones. So all that contributed plus China was the biggest decliner. So that was a big problem for Apple for its latest quarter.
1: If we turn to Alphabet now, Google's parent company has fallen short on both
0: revenue and profit. So what is the culprit here? All right, Alphabet missing on both the top and bottom lines. And this is with a couple of things in place. So you've got YouTube. People are just not spending as much time on YouTube. And ad spending is being cut to some extent, affecting Alphabet. So that is part of the headwinds, plus the layoffs that it announced back in January will be continued pressure on uh, expenses because of the restructuring changes and charges. So those 12,000 jobs cut are expected to incur costs of about um, $1.9 to $2.3 billion. Plus, it's going to be reducing its office space in the first quarter. That will involve termination charges to some extent. So that will be about $500 million plus other real estate charges it says could be possibly um, emerging going forward so yesterday on the show,
1: Ryan, we talked about how Alphabet is asking more employees to test out artificial intelligence chatbots. Well, Alphabet CEO Sundar Pichai says Google will launch its rival-to-chat GPT in the coming weeks and months. We'll be looking forward to that for sure. Let's turn to Amazon now. Of the three tech companies in my focus today, uh, its numbers are the best. It grows nearly $150 billion U.S. dollars in the fourth quarter of the year, but its fast-growing cloud business missed expectations. Tell us more here,
0: Ryan. Yeah, so even though the fourth quarter came in better than expected, it was the outlook that weighed on investors. So a bit of a cautious expectation going forward. And this is in line with what we've been seeing. People cutting back on IT spending, uh, the layoffs as well, that will have an impact on financials in the coming quarters. And you might remember last month, amazon announced more than 18,000 jobs will be cut in its commerce and hr divisions so that is also possibly not the end of it you could see further scaling back and it has already cut down on some stores and even the cloud computing division the aws side of things which is a huge driver for growth is starting to see growth slow down so that is going to be a concern for investors
1: Let's turn to India now where the route in the shares of the Adani group has now topped 100 billion US dollars the wipeout in Gautam Adani's wealth he has personally lost more than 50 billion in less than a week this wipeout has few parallels. The saga began a week ago after short sellers in the US published a research report accusing the Adani group of being, quote, the largest con in corporate history. Opposition politicians in India tried to raise this issue in parliament yesterday. Didn't go so well, did it, Ryan? What happened?
0: Yeah, some drama in parliament. So as you expect, it became quite a hot potato in the politics side of things. So in Parliament, uh, they were talking about budget. We had the Finance Minister um, talking about business and then you had the opposition just chanting at some stage Adani, Adani, Adani and then later on they asked the Chair of the Upper House of Parliament to suspend regular business because they wanted to talk about public sector investments in what they call companies losing market value and endangering the hard-earned savings of millions of Indians. Of course, that would allude to Adani. But Parliament did not accede to their request, so they caused a lot of, um, I guess, chaos in Parliament by shouting slogans demanding a government response to the issue. So that is um, the drama that played out in Indian Parliament.
1: Now, yesterday we talked about how Credit Suisse has stopped accepting Adani Securities as collateral from margin accounts. Citigroup is doing the same. And India's central bank is asking lenders to detail their exposure to the embattled conglomerate. Gautam Adani has finally spoken out about the crisis. For the first time, he released a video address to investors. What did he say?
0: Yeah, so I was surprised that he came out with a video address and in it he said, Once the market stabilizes, he Mm -hmm. will review the Adani Group's capital market strategy. And he says also to reassure investors, the decision will not have any impact on existing operations and future plans. And they will continue to focus on timely execution and delivery of projects. So I'm not sure if this is enough to reassure investors, but at least he's doing something.
1: Yeah. Do you think uh, Adani's remarks uh, will, to some extent, appease investors? I mean, could we see him bounce back the way maybe Elon Musk has this year after losing, you know, 200 billion US dollars? US Musk's fortune has rebounded by more than 30 billion US dollars since the beginning of the year. So what do you think?
0: Yeah, I won't rule it out. So he had that share sale, the full-on share sale, 2.5 billion. He did allude to how he might re-examine it later on. So... That could be something to look out for, but it is going to be uh, a lot of hit wins in the near term because Hindenburg has not finished you know, with all the ammunition it has. He, it has talked about how there's more it has not reviewed. And then you've got the political side of things where you've got the opposition parties trying to find some leverage to get the um, story um, something they can use against the government. So all these issues are going to mean Gotemadani will keep his head low for quite some time.
1: Well, time now for corporate news, and it is time to get on that up or down seesaw. Are you ready, Ryan? Let's go, Michelle. Let's start with Starbucks.
0: All right, Starbucks is going to be a down because it has missed expectations because of COVID nineteen. Lockdowns in China affecting its market there. So this is um, weighing on Starbucks sales in the latest quarter.
1: Well, yeah, you're right. Weakness in China, certainly weighing on Starbucks with profits coming in below expectations. So I join you there. It's a down for me. Let's look at the British
0: pound. Okay, the British pound. So you saw the BOE in action yesterday, hiking by 50 basis points as expected. And then came through the forecast of what's to come and looking at what investors took away from the language. They are thinking that the BOE is near the end of its hiking cycle. So that would mean that the upside for the British pound is capped. And they decided there's no, not much upside and they put pressure on the British pound. So it's going to be down for me as we saw traders sell the pound.
1: Yeah, the Bank of England raised interest rates yesterday, but it has hinted that the tightening cycle could be coming to an end, and that led to a sell-off in the pound. Let's bring the discussion home now with two locally listed companies. First up, I want to look at Capital Land Ascendus REIT.
0: All right. Capital Land Ascendus REIT is going to be an up for me. So higher DPU by 3.5%, and occupancy is at a 10-year high.
1: Yeah, capital and ascenders read revenue up, and it is paying out higher distributions to unit holders. In fact, four percent higher. Let's look at digital core.
0: All right, digital core read. I am probably going with an up for me. So this is um, looking at digital core read right now reporting a DPU of 1.92 cents, excuse me, that would be a dump for me, on the back of weaker than expected DPU to unit holders. So this is um, yeah. something that will not be going down well for unit holders of digital core read.
1: I'm with you there. Digital course numbers have come in below expectations, so are down from me. Let's check in on local markets now. It's 9.22. Good morning, everybody. This is Your Money. I'm Michelle Martin, and he's Ryan Huang. The trio of local banks led the market lower yesterday. DBS fell 2%. OCBC and UOB finished lower as well. Ryan, why do you think investors were bearish on the banks?
0: Yeah, Even though the Federal Reserve indicated that more rate hikes would be forthcoming possibly, uh, that would mean rates would go up. But um, the forecast, or at least the interpretation by investors, is that you know, things will start to slow down. And they decided to price it in by selling banks. So this is something that weighed on bank share prices. And DBS led the way down yesterday, down 2%. Uh, So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because interest rates still will go up but just not at a fast pace. And then the question is how long it's going to stay there. But for now, investors are just taking profit off the table and banks have been down on Thursday's trading session.